Good morning, good morning, good morning to all of the prayer warriors, intercessors that are on the line this morning. Good morning to the New Destiny Church members and also the saints from around the globe, around the world. If you're dialing in this morning, good morning to every man of God this morning. Man, we need the Holy Ghost like never before. Like never before. I, I love the worship as we were worshiping, preparing our way to come in this morning. But the Holy Spirit is the key to living a victorious life. And we need him desperately now. The Bible tells us that um, when he comes, he will lead us and he will guide us into all the truth and he will show us things to come from the book of John. He will lead us. Boy, we need leading today. He will guide us into all truth and he will show us things to come. Let me propose a question this morning. How much do you as a believer rely on the Holy Spirit? You're born again your spirit filled. How much do you rely on the Holy Spirit? It's a good question, isn't it? I rely on the Holy Spirit every single day of my life. And I think that where we are today, we need to depend on Him like never before. It is a dispensation of the Spirit of God. And I believe there's someone on the line this morning, you're saying that, you know what, I, I'm, not, I'm not even filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, let me tell you something. The Bible tells us that all you have to do is ask. Ask God to fill you, and he will fill you with the Holy Spirit and the biblical evidence of speaking other tongues. This is baptizing you, the baptism of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, same person. Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, the same person. And I'm telling you, it, it brings about uh, empowerment in your life. You become empowered. Not only do you become empowered, it helps you in the process of change. As I said earlier, he leads you and he's responsible for guiding us into all the truth. That's what the Bible tells us. And you can find that in John 16, verse 13. 13. I love it because he says, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. We're talking about that. We're talking about authority on Wednesday night. He will not speak on his own authority. So he speaks on the behalf of God. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will show you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine, and he will declare it unto you. All things that the Father have are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. That's his responsibility. 
So I pray that you receive that this morning as we get ready to dive into our devotion and our time of prayer this morning. We have with us this morning Sister Brandy Goods. She will be doing our prayer requests and praying over those prayer requests this morning. Sister Brandy, how are you? Good morning, Bishop. How are you? I'm doing good, dear. I'm doing good. Good morning, good morning. And then we have with us, uh, all the way from the Baltimore, Maryland area, Minister Cy Ford will be doing our devotion today. Cy, how are you doing this morning, sir? I am blessed, Bishop. Most excellent. Thank you. I love it. Most excellent. Yes, sir. I understand what that means. I'm blessed. I'm most excellent. I'm on top. I'm rising, and I'm highly favored. So, hey, let's get to it. I'm excited about the Word of God this morning, and we want to give uh, our speaker the time that he needs to declare the Word of the Lord. Father, have your way. Thank you that by your Spirit you will lead us and guide us into all truth. Good morning to you, Father. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you take full control based upon the will of God this morning that we will prosper in all that is said and all that is done this morning to our time of devotion and prayer in Jesus' name. Minister Sai. Well, praise be to God this morning. Um, brothers and sisters, I would like to again say it's such a joy to be joining family this morning. May the Lord bless all of you richly. And as we go through these trying times, may he continue to be the lifter of your head and encourage you and empower you to live the life that he has purpose for you to live. I am um, I am very, very honored um, that our spiritual father and bishop will allow me to join you all. I never take it for granted that I get a chance to, to come in, in sweet fellowship with you all. So I want to say thank you, Bishop. I want to say thank you to New Destiny um, for still being that rock, that bedrock and family to me and my family. So thank you and God bless you. Today I've been tasked with the responsibility of, of speaking to you all from the position of, you know, living a renewed life by having a renewed mind. And Bishop, when he called me, we we talk often, but we're talking about when we look at our days, when we look at how times are today, there there has to be a shifting in our thinking. There has to be a a, a purposeful intention to shift how we think, how we do things, because this whole new development, this disruption has has triggered something inside the body of Christ, inside the believer, to now up our game, to now believe that life is no longer going to be the way it used to be. Here is our litmus test. You know, when I think about it, I think of Broadway. Broadway is, is, is all theatrics, where people take on the role of particular of a particular character. They're practicing their lines, they're they're going through the gestures, their their voice inflection, their mannerisms, their attitudes, with a sole intent of actually mastering their part for that big day. Becoming the character that they have learned to be for the big day. However, when we bring it home, when we start to look at the stage of life, on the stage of life it's a different story. And right now we are on the stage of life. 
Bishop said the other day when I was talking to him, he said, there's no dress rehearsal for this one. This is not a dress rehearsal. You get one shot to live the life that God has called you to live. That's right. You get one shot to live this life. When, when, when Jesus' disciples were having a conversation with him, they asked him, um, Lord, uh, uh, who will be the greatest amongst us? Jesus turned to a child, called the child, and said, unless you are willing to change to be like this child, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. So when we get to this passage of Scripture in Ephesians chapter 4, 24 through 25, Paul is basically telling us that it will take the renewing of the spirit of our minds in order for us to live out this new life, this changed life, to meet the times, to be able to walk forth in a world of chaos and and craziness and, and all of this that's happening around us to still be able to present ourselves as, as, as the light of God is shining on us. This is where we're actually living out what we believe. We're living out the values of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the characteristics of our God. We are on this stage now, and we are being basically micro uh, um, managed or, or scrutinized by the world because everybody is looking to see what the church is going to do. And when I say the church, I don't mean the edifice. I mean the people that make the church, the body of Christ. And that's you. That's me. How are we living out this life? Can they see a renewness of mind, a change in our, in our mindset, in our attitude, in our perspective? Are we, are we now living out how the book of Ephesians breaks, uh, breaks it down for us to live a life as believers, as Christians, those who, who choose to live as Christ, as Jesus the Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. It is revealed to us how we must live our lives by pleasing God. So in the book of Ephesians, I love this book. The book of Ephesians is divided into two key parts. Number one would be the indicative. That means those areas that, that Paul identifies before the church to let them know these are our challenges. These are the struggles that the, the church is going to have, the believer will have. Then he, he tells us in that he identifies those things that we need to do in order to change those, 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 those challenges, confront them by, by utilizing the truth. You know, it is the truth that confront to bring about change. So, so he shows us these are the things. Then the second part of this, uh, um, this good book is called the imperatives. What are the must-dos? What are the things we ought to start putting into place in order for us to become successful in our Christian walk, in our life before the Lord? How are we pleasing him? Are we, are we putting on the full armor? Are we, are we showing up prepared? For the dance, ready to go in battle, ready to deal with the with the spiritual uh, ontakes of the of demonic forces and all of these things. Paul helps us to understand that in order for us to win this, we have to be changed in the spirit of our minds. You know, and when we change in in that state, in that attitude, in that mentality, we now have a mindset of going forward and 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 facing the charge before us. With, with intentionality, with purpose, unafraid, and, and you will know we're coming because we will come with the light and the force of the living God 
that wherever we go, we have the ability to influence and impact our surroundings, our communities, the people in whom we touch. How? With the, with the light of Christ in us, the love of Christ in us, being exchanged, being given to a world that's looking for help, looking for answers, that is walking in dark places. And now we come along and to bring that light to, so that we can live this light to the fullness. Paul began in, in this particular passage of Scripture in, in Ephesians chapter 4. He begins by telling us, just to, just to support what I'm saying, he says, I'm appealing to you to live a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. That is, to live a life that is, exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, mature behavior, a life that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. How? With all humility, forsaking self-righteousness and gentleness, maintaining self-control, with patience, bearing with one another in unselfish love. We win, brothers and sisters, in this lifetime when we can know how to walk our lives as Paul has just brought before us. But in order to achieve that, we have to do three things. Number one, we have to make a decision to change. We have to make a decision that we can no longer live the life. He goes on further in the same passage of Scripture, I think in verse 17 down to 23. He says, put off the old man and put on the new. What does that mean for us? It means that we can no longer live how we've been living. There's been a shifting in the atmosphere. Therefore, we have to adapt and adjust to that shifting, but do it with the authority according to the Word of God. You see, it is the authoritative word of God in the life of believer that causes him to confront and to face the challenges of his daily world and overcome it by exercising that authority. By faith, we will win. It is, it is by faith that we overcome. When we have confidence in what it is that the Spirit of the living God is teaching us, we win in this journey. So we make a decision to change. Number two, we must be disciplined in our change. In other words, each and every day when we wake up, it is, a, it is an intentional decision to go forth doing the things that will please God, to live righteously before him. Bishop said, I don't, I don't live my day without the person of the Holy Spirit. How is your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Are you, are you following the leading of the Holy Spirit? Are you allowing the Spirit to, to deal with your flesh so that the Spirit man can come forth and people can see and to know that there goes one whose God hand is on? You know, it's, it's a discipline. This life that we have chosen, this life that we have made a commitment to, is being disciplined in the things of God, being disciplined in reading our word, disciplined in, in cultivating a prayer life, disciplined in loving our brothers, disciplined in forgiving, disciplined in giving, disciplined in our fasting. This is what we do in order for us to elevate and to rise to the occasion whenever we have been called upon or whenever we are placed in a position confronted by a world that needs answers. The third thing we ought to do is to have a dedicated life or a devoted life to what? To the ways of living as Christ, to the ways of God. We are dedicated. We are devoted. Men will stand up and be men, be fathers of their home, fathers of their children, be, be the ones that will go out and, 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 and work 
with the integrity that, that will cause them to have a blessing in their homes. They will stand up and pray over their children. They will call forth blessings over their homes, over their wives. They will speak life over, over, over everything that they do. Mothers will come and stand alongside and, and to show forth their, their loving kindness, their, their, their gift to, to manage and, and be uh, 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 givers of life. So, and our children, we too will, will be able to see them grow in the things of God. We will raise them as they ought. So, the three key things I want to leave with you today. Today, we're going to make a decision to live a renewed mind so that we can live a renewed life. Today, we're going to be disciplined in that decision that we make, that we will not allow ourselves to be swayed and, and, and persuaded by the things and the dictates of our societies and our lives and people who may not understand the journey that we're on. But as we go forward, we're being led by the Spirit of the living God, leading us into all truth, guiding us, teaching us how to be uh, uh, men and women of faith and, and, and power in the things of God. And last but not least, we will be devoted to this. We will be devoted to it come hell or high water. No matter what it is we're going through, no matter what the storms may look like, we will stand flat-footed and be rooted and grounded and decree and declare that for God we will live and for God we will die. We will be devoted to knowing that we can decree a thing, and that thing will be established in our lives because we have a different mindset as we face the, the days ahead of us. So, brothers and sisters, today I want to just leave you encouraged and let you know that God is doing a new thing. God has a plan for and purpose for your life. But when the shifting of our mind is in, act, is in action, our lives will follow. This I pray and speak to you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. My goodness. Woo, that was well said, and uh, I'm full this morning. I don't know about you. I can, I, man, Lord Jesus, thank you so much, son. I mean, my God, you are, I pray you, you receive that, how it just flowed and how it was just well, um, just, just, just very nicely unpacked for us. In a moment, we're going to come back, and we're just going to pull on his spirit some more this morning uh, because, I, I mean, that that just truly blessed me. I mean, I, I received so much in, in, in just a few minutes that uh, I'm full, and I pray you're full too. Just pray you're full too, but it is key to renewing of the mind, to changing the way you think to begin to now think or change. Um, up your thinking. Don't allow anything to dumb you down because that's what's going on in the world today is people are being dumbed down, and when you're being dumbed down, the spirit of delusion, remember I talked about that Sunday, that spirit of delusion now begins to... Uh, wreak havoc in your life, and it begins to persuade you with opinions and also falsehood. So so you don't, let me tell you something, and that's how people are being led astray 
with uh, wrong agendas and wrong movements because they, they've been fooled by the spirit of delusion. Paul talks about not being, um, not giving ourselves over to, you know, different doctrines and being carried away with these different doctrines and all of these different types of things. And I'm trying to tell you, it's a lot of believers being caught up with a whole lot of, um, I would just say, different doctrines that are not the doctrine of God. It's not the gospel of the kingdom. Only the gospel of the kingdom can save you. You hear what I'm saying? Don't you get caught up with all this other stuff. And I started naming some stuff, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not I'm not going to kick over the sacred cows this morning. I'm going to be nice about it this morning because I want to just stay focused on the richness of the word that we have just received. See, that's what truth does. Truth liberates you. Truth liberates you. It is the only thing that liberates you. The message of the kingdom is the only thing that brings liberation, not religion and not tradition. It does not bring liberation and not philosophies of men. It doesn't bring liberation. You want to be free, and you're not free until your mind is free. As Minister Sai said, the conversation we had earlier this week, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is real time, you all. So, Sister Brandy, would you come forth now and share with us the prayer requests that were sent in so that we can come in agreement with you as you're led by the Spirit of the Lord and praying over those prayer requests? Sister Brandy. We have one prayer request from Elijah Pete. His prayer request is that the evangelism ministry will open, that the church will be go, go beyond the four walls, and that the church will operate in, their, in its true identity and fulfill the Great Commission. So, Father God, we thank you. We thank you for Elijah, Lord God. You know his heart and the passion that's stirring in him for evangelism, and we pray that the fire that he has, that it becomes contagious and ignite all those whom he come in contact with. Father, we lift up the body of Christ, your church, the ecclesia. We thank you that you are awakening her out of her sleep and out of her slumber in the name of Jesus and that she's awakening to her true identity and purpose in Christ. Father, we pray that the church will arise and shine in the name of Jesus, that she will come to her position of authority, power, and influence in the name of Jesus. Father, we speak to the body and say, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Father, we pray that you will open the eyes of the church, Lord God, that they will look and see the needs of the people in their communities, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, and that we will take our cities for Christ. In Jesus' name, Father, we break off all fear and intimidation off of your church in the name of Jesus. Father, you said in your word 
that when we open our mouth, you would fill it. Father, we pray that utterance be granted to your body in the name of Jesus. Father, that they would speak with all boldness in the name of Jesus. Father, give the church a fresh word during this season, Lord God, that when we speak and proclaim your word, Lord God, that people will hear and their lives will be changed in Jesus' name. Father, we decree and declare that the church is operating in her true nature and fulfilling the mandate to go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father, we pray that the passion for God will return to the church and that the fire of evangelism will consume the church in the name of Jesus. We pray that we will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We declare that the lame shall walk, the blind shall see, the deaf shall hear in Jesus' name. Father, we pray that these restrictions will be lifted so that the church can be about her father's business in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you would give our leaders, Lord God, and our churches ideas and new strategies on how to reach the lost, the hurting, and the downtrodden in our communities. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Woo! That's powerful. I love the prayer request for the ecclesia of the church to rise up and begin to take on the spirit of evangelism. But here's the key. We have to rethink that. You just can't walk up on folk today and grab their hand and pray with them like we used to. So how do we do evangelism today? Do we do it like they do interviews in games today? Many of you watch the NBA championship and the playoffs and how the 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 uh sports uh uh person would uh, uh interview uh the team members who did very well in the game and they had a mic that was about 6 feet long and they were all masked up while they were interviewing them I was watching the game last night and the young lady wanted to interview the one of the young men from the Jet, um, from the Eagles after they won the game last night, and she was in the stand, and he was on the field. So I was wondering, why was he looking up? But she was in the stand interviewing him, speaking down to him, you know. And so I'm quite sure they've been tested to be there, but they're taking these precautions of distancing themselves just to do an interview. So I'm going somewhere with this because as we get ready to wind this down, I want to ask Minister Sai a question. He gave us three key points today. If you got on the line a little late, you probably didn't hear the three key points. He said in renewing of the mind, number one, you have to make a decision to change. He said, once you made a decision to change, now you have to become disciplined in those areas of your life if you're going to maintain that change. And it's through that discipline you become dedicated or devoted to a continual change. Paul said, be constantly renewed in the mind. So it's a continuation. It's just not a one-time Deal. This is a continuation. 
And I'm going to talk about why Sunday. How about that? But I've been thinking for change. I'm always thinking. And so I had this thought, and I believe the thought came from the Spirit of the Lord. So I proposed the thought to some influential leaders around the world. I just simply sent them a text message. And I'll read the text message to you that I sent leaders around the world. Key leaders I sent this to. Some of them have have answered me. Some of them have not. Because I believe the question has made them think. Here's my question. Good morning, Dr. So-and-so. Good morning, Pastor So-and-so. Good morning, Bishop So-and-so. I hope all is well with you and your family. Question, how are you rethinking your ministry, staff, life because of COVID-19? Because the world is rethinking everything. And I wanted to see what these leaders had to say. One leader who I respect, I respect all of them, really, said, great question. Let's chat tomorrow. That chat was 45 minutes, and I recorded it, and it is a wow. But I'm going to ask the time we have left. How are people today, Minister Sai, in your circle of influence, rethinking ministry, staff, and life because of crisis? Mm. Oh, Bishop, that, that is a loaded question. That That is a loaded question. So I'm going to do my best to give you a, a, a two-minute version to that. The, the way the way I have seen and the way we are living currently is number one um, the the way the world goes now the church has to go contrary to the 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 what is happening in in our situation today is that now things have shifted to where there is now a demand for greater teaching. There is now a demand for being able to reach people uh, um, from a whole nother platform without the the cheerleading fashion of the old church. So what they're doing now is, how do I reach my community without having to go knocking on doors, without having to do all of these things. They're providing what they call flyers with the Zoom address to the church for people to participate in the service. So folks are now logging in. And the reason why it's happening that way is because of COVID-19. So what's happening now, we're starting to see more fingerprints coming into churches, which means they're clicking, they're logging in, then we are seeing footprints coming into churches. It might be a, be like this for a period of time, but evangelism now is attached to a link that will take you into a room that will have you talk to a group of people and participate in what is being said. That's one. 
Number two, a lot of people now, when they're looking at staff um, with the way things are, we're starting to find out that prior to this time, many staff members were on cruise control. But then when this shifted, it began to disrupt uh, uh, the stagnation and call for creative genius to come to the table. How are we thinking outside the box to get us to where we need to be? The Lord says, the works you see me do, greater works you shall do because I go to my Father. In other words, Jesus was saying, you saw me turn some things, make some things happen while I was here. The next phase of our journey will have to be where we are thinking beyond our comfort zone, beyond our borders. Right now, this situation has busted out the, the, the church from its seams and taken us out of the four walls and now pushing us into places that through virtual reality we can get to better than, than we, we would have been able to if we were home. So we get a chance to not only impact our community, our cities, and, and, and our nation. Now we're going beyond nations to nations. You now have the opportunity to have a global impact from a local community like ours. So those are the two key things that I'm seeing that a lot of pastors are, are starting to redirect their thinking because, Bishop, we are in a disruptive time, and disruptive times calls for disruptive leadership, disruptive mentality, disruptive innovation. And if we're not thinking that way, then we really miss who our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is, because when he came, he came to disrupt a religious system to bring the kingdom of the message of, of, of God. So that's all I'm going to leave you with. Wow. Wow. Look, look, the question is shaking people up. I, I, there's another son on, 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 online right now this morning calling all the way in from, from Georgia, listening in. And, and he, just, he just sent me a text message and saying how they're rethinking. We have to rethink the structure, restructure ministry, ministry teams. You have to surround yourself with innovators. You have to surround yourself with shakers and movers, people that will, you know, they want to get in and get busy and not stand on the fringes and have this type of bunker mentality. The bunker mentality says, let's shelter to the coast is clear. Then we'll come out and see what's going on. You can't live your life like that. You're going to miss the move. You're going to miss the move. And you're going to miss the paradigm shift if you continue to live your life like that. Because one of the, one, one, one of the leaders that I spoke with said that this thing is going to take from the next three to five years to things get to some type of normalcy again. Three to five years, so that's 2023, 2025. And now you're left behind because people are going to become innovators and people are going to surround themselves with thinkers and they're going to begin to be problem solvers because this thing is problematic. 
We have to rethink everything. We have to rethink the church. We have to rethink government. We have to rethink um, the, the, the educational institution. All these things have to be rethought because they're no longer working today. Our government is broken. The old system of government that we're dealing with right now, and many of you watched the debate last night, it's broken. It's not for we the people. It's all about position and power. And we have to wake up to the fact that it's broken, but nothing will ever happen until we raise up Daniels. And you see what I'm saying? Until we raise up people like Joseph's who are willing to go into government and not deny the faith and watch the power and the presence and the mantle of God rest upon them so that they can move in that God-ordained mandate on the behalf of the people. We have to become a people who are not willing to compromise today. We have to become a people who are not afraid of our faith and not afraid to declare our faith and not to be afraid to say that God will show up and then watch God show up and let other folk who don't believe in our God, let them see our God show up because our God, he is God. I think I got my own self shook up this morning. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So listen. I want you to think about that question this morning. Think about that question. How are we rethinking business? How are you rethinking your life? For if you if 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 God has anointed you to be a marketplace leader, how are you rethinking business, how will you continue to occupy until Jesus comes? How will you rethinking your staff, making sure you have key people around you, key people around you? Because we're, we're dealing with continuing to be successful in the future. And and I, I got some things I'm just trying to hold on to them till Sunday. I'm trying to tell you I'm trying to hold on to them because boy, woo, Lord Jesus, man, my Lord God, you've been blessed this morning. Aside, do you have something else to say before we bring this to a close? No, Bishop, I'm I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you close it out, and because you're full right now. <laughs> I think we all are full right now because you know something. We're thinking for a change. Amen. As a thinketh in his heart, so is he. But watch the revelation. As a man thinketh, he speaketh also. Remember the metamorpho process. The silk cocoon is spent out of the caterpillar's mouth. He creates his own environment 
for change. What are you saying about you based on the image that you have of yourself, the perception that you have of yourself? Do you have a I can't spirit or do you have a I can spirit? We can do all things because the Bible tells us greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Psalms 118 verse 24, this is the day that the Lord has made. In it, we will continue to rejoice and be glad. In this brand new day, come on, you know, it's a brand new you. Brand new opportunities and brand new possibilities. Make this confession of faith with me this morning. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. From this moment forward, I will be very courageous I will not waver in my faith. I will not give in to fear. I'm more than a conqueror, and I'm a world overcomer. We are world overcomers. This, too, we shall overcome. Man, I've enjoyed our time this morning. This is Sister Brandy Goods, Mr. Sapphire. And Bishop, we're going to sign off for today. Listen, I believe registration for prayer is still open. Let's register for prayer on tomorrow. Let's come into the house of the Lord. Let us pray together. Let us declare the word of the Lord together. We're looking forward to seeing you in prayer. But for if some chance you cannot make it, uh, being work-related or what have you. We're also streaming live uh, our prayer gathering on Saturday morning. Continue to pray for us. Pray for our reopening teams. We're opening the Oakland campus October 1st. We're in the orange. That means we can open with 200 in the gathering. You all fill up that registration. Call everybody you know. Tell them, hey, guess what? We're going back to church and we're going to have a great time going to have a great time for those of you who attend the pittsburgh campus even if you attend the old campus you're going to attend the pittsburgh campus this sunday let's get in there and fill up the house of the lord amen let's fill it up every time we open the doors let's go to full occupancy and let's give god praise listen you all have been phenomenal during this time of crisis I'm so honored to stand at the helm of this ship and lead us into victory as the Holy Spirit leads me. Continue to pray for us. We love you. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. Kathy, let us open the lines.